Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Of course, on a sporting note, there's been a lot happening in the world of football, as there always is. And as we always do, we talk to our main man for football. It is David Choate. Choate, good afternoon to you, mate. Dino, good afternoon. Yeah, plenty of football being played. A-League, Premier League, lots to talk about. Lots to talk. Mate, let's start with the big one overnight, of course, the the Manchester Derby. United pull it out of the fire. 2-1 against City. City, as you know, Chody, were up for most of that game. Then two late goals from United sealed the victory. Come from behind, weren't they? Mm. Um, big, big win for uh, Man United. They've been in great nick, really, over the last sort of seven, eight weeks or since the World Cup, uh, they have returned and start thinking about uh, maybe even uh, winning the Premier League. We're up to third. Yeah, uh, yeah. Stunning comeback. Man City dropping points, which gives Arsenal the chance tomorrow to uh, jump further ahead. But uh, probably good for the league in terms of uh, keeping that title race well and truly open. What is it? Arsenal on 44, Man City 39. Man United 38, top three, Oof. all fighting for uh, top spot halfway yeah. through the season, aren't we, or thereabouts? Exactly. Yeah, As you said halfway. the other day, we are now at that kind of that halfway mark. But, Trody, like me, you know, we're Chelsea fans. We watch United, and we all know that at Old Trafford, United tend to get the majority of the decisions for whatever reason. <laughs> and, Trody, you know where I'm heading on this. Surely Rashford yeah. was interfering with play. Well, he was definitely in an offside position, so that's the first part of the equation. Yeah, um, I've I've looked at it a number of times, and I just sort of think with which with what eye do you keep open? If you're a Man City <laughs> fan, he's definitely off and he's interfering. Yeah, um, I've seen some pundits, Man United ex players, Scolzi and Co, are saying well, he, he's not interfering with play; no. he's not playing at all, and on. therefore the goal stands. That's the way the referee saw it after having a think about it, because originally it was ruled off. Certainly, Man United got the decision, and it's a, it's a home track call, you'd have to say. Oh. Um, a massive, massive call it was. Uh, was it smart play or was it uh, offside play? That'll be uh, the discussion that'll go well into the night in Manchester for sure. Absolutely. I'm not surprised United, ex-United players are back in the decision. But, uh, you know, you could see the city centre-back, that Ajani, he moved up deliberately to put Rashford in an offside position, which he achieved. Rashford then followed the ball. Looked like he was kind of dribbling, but wasn't. And then... The key doesn't know who's going to shoot. Is it Rashford? Is it Fernandez? I can't. I honestly couldn't believe it, Chody. I thought that uh, that was clear cut for me. But it just shows you how, when it comes to interpretation, how it can go either way. Yeah, and that and that's dead right. Uh, VAR can look at it all day, but you're going to have a human making a decision. Is he interfering? I think the uh, key move is trying to play him offside. Surely that's the move from the defensive unit that. Uh, that should be looked at, but uh, mm. it wasn't. Well, it, it was overruled in the end. So uh, a win to Man United, a win that puts them firmly in the title race. Yeah, no, that you you know you say that when we would have laughed if you if we anyone had said that at the start of the season. But it is absolutely true. They are on an absolute roll at the moment, no doubt about that. Um, other results overnight: Chody and one team who's who are going the other way: Brighton three, Liverpool nil. What is going on? 
Klopp said the worst he's seen, and it probably was. Uh, he's uh, in, I think, the worst position he's been in as a manager at this, of Liverpool at this stage of the season. I think they mm. are Liverpool having their worst run under Jurgen Klopp that they've ever had. Um, what are they sitting? They're sitting just above yeah. Chelsea <laughs> in mid-table, ninth and tenth. They're a mid-table side <laughs> oh, no. uh, at the moment. Uh, Liverpool three 0 against a Brighton side that uh, sit above them in the league. So in theory, not an upset, but massive upset. Really, three goals to nil. Absolutely cleaned up by uh, Brighton. Yeah, and this is with their new signing Gakpo in, 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 installed as well. So. <sighs> Not good if you're a Liverpool fan. No, but also, Trudy, when you watch that one, because I saw the highlights of that game, it looked to me like Brighton thoroughly outplayed Liverpool as well. Yeah, nothing uh, nothing against the runner playing this one. They were the better side, hungrier, quicker to the ball, um, just a better team on the day. And actually, over the course of the season, they sit above them, so therefore a better team over the season as it stands. It's really interesting, looking at the Premier League, you've got, the likes of Fulham, Brighton and Brentford sitting in those top eight spots. Yeah. Tell me someone who would have picked that at the beginning of the season. Nobody. And another man under pressure is our old mate Frank Lampard after Everton lost 2-1 to Southampton. What do you think his chances of staying, uh, Jody? Yeah, he's, uh, he'll do well to keep his job. I watched this game. I thought they were a bit stiff. They had chances. They were in the match. It was competitive. But remember, they're playing a side that sit bottom with them, 15 points, Southampton, Everton and West Ham now are sitting in the bottom three positions. So big names sitting at the bottom of the league and some of those lesser-known lights further up the table. So the Premier League this year is proving to be a a real hard one to pick at both ends of the table. Oh, it's unbelievable. And then another result, Nottingham Forest somehow beat Leicester City 2-0, which then pulled them out of the relegation zone. Yeah, up to about 13th. It's so tight at the bottom. Jeez. That win took Nottingham Forest out of the relegation zone and uh, and clear and leaves Leicester sitting behind them. And as said, sides like West Ham and Everton, I think Everton were always questionable coming into the season, but West Ham, you wouldn't have picked them to be down there. And they are in as much trouble as anyone else. Yeah, it is. Like to say, Chuddy, it is truly unbelievable what is happening uh, in the Premier League. We've got some big games tomorrow as well. From our perspective, Chody, Chelsea versus Crystal Palace. Yeah. This is this is must-win for us now, isn't it? It is. I was going to call it a mid-table clash. <laughs> How sad is that? I know. When we're playing a, a, a Chelsea side that sits 10th against a 12th place oh, Crystal Palace side. Jeez. I mean... We hope with all of our hearts to our Chelsea fans that uh, yeah. there is a run of games where we get going. But, gee, Graham Potter can't buy a trick at the moment. I thought uh, on the last outing um, we were uh, desperately sort of out of luck, out of sorts. Uh, the football we played wasn't too bad. Mm. Uh, the sending off to Jao Felix kills us. It's three games out for the player that probably looked brightest on the park. He did. Um, injuries are plenty. Crystal Palace will fancy the chances. They do have to go to the bridge, however, and surely... We've got three points in us. I, I'm, I'm praying with you, Chody. I'm praying with you. Um, the other end of the spectrum, too, Newcastle United flying high and also taking on a Fulham side who are flying high. Yeah. Um, big one for Newcastle. Massive, isn't it? Uh, if they if they win, they continue their top four um, journey in uh, this season's Premier League against a Fulham side. Again, surprise, surprise, sitting sixth wow. in the table. A Fulham side that... Haven't got any stars barring Mitrovic. He's mm. their sort of go-to guy. But even last week, they got that result without him. Yeah. So Mitrovic has watched on and seen them win. So they'll be buoyed by his return. Um, I sort of hope Newcastle get the points here and keep themselves up there. They're a, 
a massive club, a famous club with great fans. Yeah. It'd be good to see them continue to sort of trouble the top four. Yeah, I agree with that too. And then another one, this is possibly the second biggest derby game of the weekend. Spurs take on Arsenal. Uh, really, Spurs, if they want to kind of get close to that top four, they need to take this one. Yeah, well, Arsenal must be licking their lips with the result with Manchester United. That keeps Man City away from them. Mm. Uh, Five-point buffer with a game in hand. They can go eight points um, if they win this one, which would be huge uh, at the halfway point or thereabouts, as we've talked about. So Arsenal with sort of everything in front of them. They'll be favoured, I fancy them. I think Spurs are sort of, despite the fact that they sit uh, fifth in the table, have been up and down. Yeah. I feel like they're just not really on the up at the moment, whereas Arsenal seem to be... uh, Travelling pretty well, although have had hiccups also of late. So, an interesting one. It is. Real good watching tomorrow morning. It sure is. And you look at that Spurs side, it seems to me that Conte's got them parking the bus for the first half, and then let's see if we can nick one in the second. Yeah, they're not playing sort of the kind of football that you sort of enjoy watching, but uh, I'd say for Spurs fans, it is at Spurs, so they would have to be going for three points. Surely Conte has to play a more expensive game, although... Given uh, his uh, his footballing philosophy, maybe not. Maybe not. Hey, Jody. On a local note, last time we spoke, um, it was just before the uh, Phoenix took on Sydney. They won that one, and last night they carried it on with a one 0 win over the Roar. Talk us through the Phoenix at the moment. They're going through a hot spell. Yeah, it's good, um, and they've done the thing that they needed to do, and that's just tighten up that two clean sheets in a row. Sort of the story of both ends of the pack. Zawada got the goal last night mm. with. Uh, a striker's finish, um, a, a, a decent uh, cross from the left-hand side, a nod in at the far post. But probably the hero of the game was Oli Sale with a couple yeah. of fantastic saves. One in the opening few minutes that not many talked about. Um, they could have been one down mm. very early on had it not been for a smart save by Oli Sale and then one right at the death that keeps them in it. So it's sort of both ends of the parks, the Phoenix doing the job. They sit fourth on the table um, in good shape. They return home to... Wellington and Palmerston, I think the next two home games, if they pick up points there, they can secure themselves inside that top four. Yeah, totally agree with that. I mean, I know you you and me both, we kind of had a go at Ollie Sal for his early season form, but of late, he is back to the old Ollie Sal. And before you, I let you go, Chody, if we can just wind it back to last week's game against uh, Sydney, have you seen a crazier last 15 minutes than that? That was mental. Yeah, it was. I don't know what to make of it. Again, the VAR came to play, oh. and then there were two penalties later on. Jeez. I thought that I actually think the sending, both sending off was stiff. I know that people have said perhaps the, the Pennington sending off is justified because he's put his hands around the, nah. the neck or in the neck area of the opposition. It was hardly, it was handbags for me, and yeah. it was hardly sort of assault. Um, yeah. It was hardly worthy of the red cards. So I thought both reds were stiff. But in terms of just watching and excitement and chaos, um, I haven't seen a crazier finish to a match and gutsy from the Phoenix just to stay in it oh. and get all three points. I think I think Ufuk Tale did well not to physically explode. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, he's, he's fiery enough, even last night, in a game that there weren't too many sort of flash points. Yeah. The guy you're most worried about is Ufuk Tale. He looks like he's about to explode every time a decision made. He, he does. He wears his heart on the sleeve during the 90 minutes. Jeez. And then after the game, he's quite a calm individual. So yeah. he just gets white line fever, a bit like players. But... Uh, <laughs> He gets his side up and ready, and he's got them in good shape in the in the A League. So it could be a season to watch for the Wellington Phoenix. Yeah, it sure could be. Hey, Chody, as always, mate, thank you very much for your time on this Sunday. You enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah, no worries. Thanks, Peter. There you go, David Choate with his thoughts uh, on the Premier League and the Wellington Phoenix as well. Yeah, boy, that was indeed a. They go the Phoenix, that's for sure.